Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. Let's get out of the zone phone, shall we? He does overnights for Fox Sports Radio. In fact, you can hear him right here on these very airwaves on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We welcome him back to the show. He is our (laughs) friend Ben Maller. What's going on, Ben? Hey guys, thanks for having me back. I feel like your listeners needed to be annoyed more, so I need to I need to come back here and harass them more. So here's the question: Why didn't we get Ben on after the Jazz won the first two yeah, games? Yeah, we didn't uh, get him on after game two. What were we thinking? I don't know. Well, I was very busy. Uh, you know, uh, it's hard to book me. You know, being the overnight guy, I uh, cost a lot of money. Uh, yeah, it, guys, listen, uh, I uh, it's very confusing. I. I came on with you guys. I said, well, I think the Clippers will win the close games. I didn't believe in Donovan Mitchell. And the opposite, the Clippers have won the two games they won. They won going away, and the the games the Jazz won were pretty close, right? In the fourth quarter, Clippers led in game two, and the the Jazz, we saw what happened there. The Clippers came back, had a chance to tie at the end. So uh, it's uh, surprising, surprising, and uh, everything's a bit discombobulated at this point. So, Ben, what are the Clippers doing right from your vantage point, and what are the Jazz doing wrong? Yeah, well, I think the, the key thing for the Clippers here is that some of those secondary supporting actors, everyone's focusing on Kawhi, and, and Paul George actually has played pretty well by his his reputation in the playoffs. But, uh, like, Nick Batum, like that guy, uh, when he's been out there, he's been Terrence Mann. Uh, for me, the, the the guy has been Marcus Morris. Some in the first half of the game last night. Uh, when, when those guys are making making plays, making shots, I don't I don't think the Clippers can be beaten. But they don't do it enough, so they can be beaten. Uh, they don't do it consistently enough. And then you know, the, the Clippers' strategy with the Jazz is pretty much allow. It, it appears, uh, based on what I've seen, allow uh, Spider Mitchell to to take all the shots he wants and and just keep shooting and shooting, and as long as the, no one else really does much, that the, the Clippers feel like they have a pretty good chance to win. I, I thought Patrick Beverly though last night uh, did a did a pretty good job from end to end. It at least made Donovan work for his for his points, but it's uh, you know the Clippers have to win a game in Utah still, so it's uh, it's, you know, it's it's squared up. I thought it was going to go six games. Maybe it goes seven games now, so it's uh, still neck and neck. Yeah, just to throw my hot take by you, Ben, and, and get uh, your thoughts on it. I, I was a little critical of uh, of Coach Lou after the first two games because it felt like he was trying. He was just throwing darts at the dartboard, right? He was trying these different weird lineups and uh, doing all sorts of different things, and none of it really seemed to work. But I've got to give him credit because maybe it was a sneaky, brilliant move because he found out what the Jazz were going to do to react to all those things. He found out what worked and basically did the same thing over and over again in games three and four with ISO and Kawhi and Paul George. And uh, the Jazz just, at least for now, don't have an answer. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I have been reluctant to say good things about Ty Lue because I thought he was just on the LeBron train uh, in Cleveland. But it's like we got like, you know, all these teams now, guys. You know, they get a million coaches. It's not just the head coach; it's a bunch of assistants and all that. But yeah, they the Clippers have done a good job. They did a good job against the Mavericks also in the first round when they were the Mavericks were running wild and guys had a bunch of three point shots and and then they were able to figure out something as the series went on. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've done a, a pretty good job. I mean, now, obviously, the pressure's on g- going home. You figure you got to win at home if you're the Jazz, right? This is a game, as long as you just win home court, if you're the Jazz, you're, you're feeling great about yourself and all that. You're, you're, you win the series, but it, it really does come down to now the counter move, the chess move of uh, the Jazz coaching staff to come up with something to, to shut down what the Clippers are doing. And Again, if if Paul George is is playing at a high level, which he hasn't consistently done in the playoffs, uh, the Jazz, if he does that, the Jazz are in trouble. Even with the other guys who are up and down and all that, if you decode this series, that's that's the key thing. you got to mess with the mind of Paul George. I say that, and also I I realize, guys, uh, Kawhi Leonard had a very bad game in game two. So he's capable of also having a stink bomb every once in a while too. He's human. So that's, that's also out. Ben, I agree with you a hundred percent. Game five, that, that is pretty much it. If the Clippers win game five, this thing's done. And uh, if the Jazz win it, then I, I don't know if they can beat the Clippers down in LA, but uh, then they obviously give themselves a chance. So everything is riding on tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just this cat and mouse game. Uh, and you know, that, the, the pendulum is swung in the, the uh, as far as your immense pressure. It is on the Jazz because of the way they played in L.A. They were just unable to uh, untangle uh, what was going on. So they, you guys, the first quarter, I mean, you saw it. It, it. Like that wasn't the Jazz team that showed up this year. I don't care how good the Clippers played. The Jazz were just kind of sleepwalking through the first quarter, and that was it. That's all the, the Clippers needed was pretty much the first 15 minutes of that game. And uh, it was over. But I mean, listen. I, I know your your listeners will be enraged at that game. It's going to be a madhouse and all that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Obviously, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all these games uh, in the series. But it's it's great. I hope we go seven games. I want to see a seven game series. I think it'd be wonderful. You mentioned Paul George uh, and his inconsistent performance in the playoffs over the years. What do you think he's figured out, or is it just you know what the Jazz don't have an answer? Well, one thing I've learned about Paul George is just when you think he's figured it out, he ends up doing a face plant. So uh, he, he's had good games. Like he's he's found uh, tempo and rhythm and all those those things uh, where he's played well for a couple games, but it fades away. So I, I don't know if there's anything in particular that Paul George has found. I know the coaching staff they got a bunch of guys that are like therapists over there trying to massage. Paul George and get him, uh, you know, confidence, uh, his confidence up and all this. But uh, he keeps falling back. You know, he'll have a couple of games where he plays well and looks like the player he is in the regular season. It's, it's one of these guys, it's, he's, he's got this thing where if, if it was like a Wednesday night against Sacramento, he would dominate, right? But he doesn't play like that most of the time in the playoffs. He plays like, oh, my God, my, the world's falling around and all that stuff. So I, I think with him it's really uh, like uh, in the head, more than anything, I don't think it's anything that, that he's figured out that the Jazz are are doing. Although I, I would think going into this series, if you were the Jazz, you would be like, okay, uh, you know, we don't want Kawhi Leonard necessarily to kill us, but we can allow Paul George to take some shots because he's gonna 
he's unbalanced. He's going to miss a bunch of shots, and that's going to going to screw things up for the Clippers. And the last couple of games, obviously, that hasn't happened. Ben, have you had a chance to get to know him at all? Have you ever sat down and chatted with him? I'm curious to know what's going on inside his head. Yeah, you know, I don't know him well. I just as a media guy, you know, you're in, you have access over the years to the locker room, and and you're around a little bit, but you don't you don't know you know the public person. I know what he says publicly. I've obviously been at some of that stuff, but privately, I don't know. And he, he always Paul George always seems. Like he's fine. He doesn't. Nothing seems to bother him. He, he's embraced the social media trolls and the algorithms uh, that that attack him every time he has a bad game. And he says he loves it and all that stuff. Uh, but he certainly doesn't seem like he loves it the way he performs. Just getting your take on the other Western Conference series for a second, Ben. Uh, what happened to the Nuggets? They run into a buzzsaw, or did they drop the ball? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think that one, I go back to the Blazers. How did the Blazers lose to that Nuggets team? The Suns are a good team, but they're a lucky team, right? I mean, if you're the Blazers, you're Damian Lillard. You're like, my God, you had that Nugget team that had Nikola Jokic and a bunch of bums around Nikola Jokic. Cause they, oh, they got rid of Jamal Murray and, and Aaron Gordon coming over from Orlando. Who I remember when that trade happened, there were people that were like almost fainting in the NBA media. Oh my God, this is the perfect addition for the Nuggets, and uh, no, he wasn't the perfect addition for the Nuggets, and uh, he was like a fish out of water uh, for for a lot of those games in Denver. But yeah, the, the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, forget about it. I, I'm not convinced. Like I think going in, and I, I'm I'm slightly biased here, guys, but whoever wins this Clipper Jazz series. I think is this is the ticket to the NBA final. I think the Suns are very beatable. Chris Paul played out of his mind for a few games. Now, that's obvious. I don't again. I don't think he can keep it up with legit defense, which both the Jazz and Clippers are capable of playing. Uh, you can contain that, and I think the Suns uh, will lose in the Western Finals. Whoever wins this series, and remember, they're gonna have so much rust. This Clippers Jazz series isn't going to end anytime soon, so the Suns are going to have a lot of time off, which is a blessing and a curse. Ben, you seen any kind of threat from the East? Well, no, no. I listen. If James Harden and Kyrie Irving, yes. I mean, the Nets obviously the Nets are the team that is the the monster, but it doesn't sound from what I'm hearing like Kyrie is going to come back and play against the Bucks. But what an embarrassment it would be, though, if Giannis Antetokounmpo can't finish out. The Nets, but I don't. Philadelphia doesn't with Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid, who's had some lumpy performances. All I, there's no one that really says, "Oh my God, this is this is an invincible team." Other than Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's crumbling. So, and injuries are part of the game, as the Jazz have experienced, and the heck the Clippers might experience too, because they've got guys that are injury prone too. So it's part of the part of the deal. As an NBA fan, Ben, do you like it more wide open like this, or do you prefer the the dynasty, the it's the Warriors ring to lose? Well, it is more enjoyable to have, like, the big evil team. I think we have that, though, with Brooklyn. Even though they haven't won anything yet, they're the evil empire because of the way that team was a, you know, a form with Harden eating his way out of Houston to get to, to Brooklyn and all that. So, And then Durant and Kyrie. So that's the those are the bad guys. So we have that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 we talked about this uh, when I was on with you guys. Last guy, last time, guys. From a talk radio standpoint, it's it's more fun when you have the monster. You have a little bit of that with Brooklyn, but I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm enjoying it. I don't care if anyone else is enjoying it. I like. It. 
Circling back on the Jazz and Clippers, uh, what kind of difference do you think Mike Conley is going to make in real terms if he does come back and play here? Yeah, well, it's a wild card, right? Everyone assumes that Mike Conley is going to come back and be the you know, same player he was in the regular season. And uh, I'm a, uh, I'll believe it when I see it guy. He's been out for a while. And we saw with Anthony Davis, I'm not comparing Conley to Anthony Davis, but when Anthony Davis came back, everyone was like, oh, the Lakers are fine. He played like five minutes or ten minutes or whatever it was, and then he was back hurt. So if, if he's ready to let it rip and he's totally fine, then, yeah, that, Mike Conley's a, a good player. He's above average, not a great player. He's a good NBA player. So that would be a problem for the Clippers and obviously a blessing for the for the Jazz, but I got to see it. I, I, him playing, everyone just assumes he's going to be the same guy that is a you know borderline All Star guy every year, and I I'm skeptical if that guy is going to play when he does finally play. Ben Maller is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Just to round it out and ask you about the other series uh, there in the Eastern Conference, uh, Joel Embiid had a, a bit of a tough night last night. But what what's the big story there? What's grabbing your attention from that series? Well, it, it's and I said this uh, on my show last night, guys, that you should be very scared if you're Philadelphia because that's the Doc Rivers experience. I saw the look on Doc's face in the late stages of that game last night, and it reminded me of what he did with the Clippers the last couple you know, couple playoff runs where it was just the expression, the body language of having no idea you know, what, what to st- how to stop what's going on as the team crumbles around him. And that that Sixer team, that is a, a complicated mess because Ben Simmons, is he's afraid to shoot. We've all seen it. He took one shot in the second half of that game while Joel Embiid missed all 12 of his shots. That team's a mess. But they're so much more talented than Atlanta. You're like, there's no way they can lose to the Hawks. But I've seen Doc Rivers coach teams who had more talent lose to teams that didn't have as much talent. So... You know, I could certainly see the scenario here where Philadelphia stumbles, and it does appear to me, guys, that Joel Embiid was blaming the injury. I think the fact that the Sixers had the weekend off in Atlanta where the ballet system, if you know what I'm saying, wink, wink, (laughs) is very good there in Atlanta. I think that might have had something to do with that performance as well. Well, Ben, we love having you on the show, and uh, it's been a fun series because we get to have you on and talk a little bit about the the Clippers. And, uh, hey, uh, we've told you this before, but all three of us are a big fan of what you do, and we love catching you after those late-night jazz games on our way home. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll do it at least one more time, right? At least one more time. Ben, Ben, I got one last thing for you. What's going on in baseball? What's, What's going on in baseball? I hear you've been all over this. Yeah. Well, first of all, baseball, Rob Manford wants to have his cake and eat it too, right? He's like, I'm going to get tough on players putting sticky stuff on the balls, <laughs> but he's he, he's been the commissioner since 2015. There had not a single pitcher since Rob Manford took over has been punished. You had Yadier Molina of the Cardinals have a ball stick like a magic act to his chest protector. Nobody got punished. Everyone just laughed at it. Now all of a sudden Rob Manford wants to rant and rave. So I'm going to get tough on this. But he's giving out, as you guys, I'm sure you've mentioned on your show, the news is he's giving out paid vacation. That's really tough punishment. That's ter- I mean, so it's completely clueless. They're trying to artificially enhance the offense. They think this is a way to do it. 
even though all the players in baseball pretty much are going up swinging from their heels trying to hit a home run. So it's a, it's a complicated mess. Another miscalculation. Rob Manfred's essentially giving the pitchers in baseball the Astros treatment where he allowed them to cheat and not really punish them in any meaningful way at all. Baseball always gets in its own way. Can we always count on that? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, ben, you're the best. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's our friend Ben Maller, uh, Fox Sports Radio. He does overnights. You can hear him on these very airwaves, and he is always entertaining. He was uh, he was rather polite about the Jazz's uh, situation. He was. I thought yeah. he might kick them when they were down a little bit there, but... I think, he, well, I mean, you, you can uh, judge by his take there that he feels like whoever wins this series is going to beat the Suns. Yeah. I mean, and and he indicated as much when we had him on before the series. I think he feels like the Jazz are a pretty good team. He just thinks the Clippers are better, which isn't really that controversial of a take if you think about it because the Clippers are good, as we've seen over the past couple of games. Doesn't mean the Jazz can't adjust and still win the series, but it means that the Clippers are and really always have been good. This is one thing I've learned from from all these years of covering playoff basketball is that every game really is unique. Now, game four was a lot like game three, so there wasn't much difference there. But, I am I mean, I wouldn't be super surprised if game five had a total different feel to it. I think it needs to if the Jazz are going to be more yeah. successful. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, but. I, Matt, I, it's so tempting to draw conclusions early in series based on what we – after the first two games, Jake, I mean, we kind of thought the Clippers might be in trouble. Well, they've rearranged that. So now we think maybe the Jazz are in trouble. Well, can they rearrange that? Maybe a little sticky substance. Maybe that would help them. I don't think anybody in this series is quote-unquote in trouble. I think the Jazz have some serious things they've got to figure out. And then the Clippers, you, you hope you make them adjust to your adjustments. I mean, that's the, the beauty of the series. But, um, you know, the Clippers, when they put this team together, I think all of us took note. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to intentionally yeah. use that phrase. No, but I, well, I think we, we all paid attention. Yeah, it was all... funny. Yeah, because he was talking about the Nets. Ben was talking about the Nets being sort of like the evil empire. Well, that's sort of what we thought about the Clippers when they brought in Kawhi. Yeah. And Paul George. Yeah. When they uh, orchestrated Yeah, the same that. day. Right. And there's a reason that, uh, that the, the buzz around the Clippers after the first two games was break up the team. I mean, I was reading articles about people complaining about how long Paul George's concert, uh, contract is. And we had one of our guests even allude to Kawhi Leonard could just pack up and bounce. Yeah. Well, he, so he I mean, that. I mean, but that—that's because of what you're talking about. Like when they put the team together, they had the highest of aspirations, and if they don't reach those highest of aspirations, they're going to do something drastic. But the 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 fact remains that I think I think Kawhi Leonard's a top three player in the league. I think Paul George is top ten, and if you put, you know, maybe top ten's a little generous. I don't know. People can can debate, but you you put two all stars on a roster and surround them with some nice role players, and you're going to have a really good team. The Jazz are an example of that. Who's better, uh, Paul George or Donovan Mitchell? I don't know. They're probably somewhere in the same same region right now. The Jazz's problem is that there's Kawhi Leonard too. Well, the Jazz's problem is is that other guys are playing well too. The, the the Clippers have figured out a way to really limit one of the Jazz stars. 
Actually, both the jazz stars in different ways, but I'm thinking more about Rudy and how he's not able to have the defensive impact that he normally does in this series because the Clippers have figured out a way to play that takes him out of it. I mean, if the Jazz could figure out a way to, to limit Kawhi or Kawhi Leonard on one side of the ball, that would make a significant yes, impact. Yes, it would. I wonder if there's a way to get Rudy more involved offensively, you know, because he is the biggest guy on the floor. It gets back to that pass. You, you saw him try to throw the pass yeah. a few times uh, last night, and it, ha- it started to have a little more success in the second half. But, I mean, what was it? Who was it that airmailed it to Rudy in like the third or fourth row? Was that Donovan? Or Donovan. Yes. Yeah. yeah Donovan was. that just, I mean, so the thought is there. It's just such a tough pass. It's, it, you have to, you have to consciously do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not going to come easy. And, but, but Joe, had, Joe had that nice pass to Rudy where he, uh, he dunked it. Um, I think that was on a pick and roll. It was on a pick and roll. Right? One of the few successful ones. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see if, if Rudy could go off for 25 points. It would make a world of difference, I'll tell you that. Again, getting them to adjust to what the Jazz are doing. Right now, the Jazz are the ones having to adjust to the Clippers. Hmm. Yeah. All right, want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. The summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. We'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, this is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Bell, bell. Jazz had a rough start to game number four in Los Angeles and never really recovered. They lose to the Clippers last night, 118 to 104. The series is now now tied up at two games apiece. Donovan Mitchell talks about how they need to bring the mentality they had in the second half to the whole game. I think the biggest thing is the way we played in the second half. You know, looking at that part of the film and understanding that that's who we are, that's what we do. And even Mm -hmm. still, we didn't play a perfect half. So for us, I think being able to uh, take that half, look at it, and go back home with that same energy. I think it's huge. And if we can go out there and do that, you know, it's a tale of two halves the past two games for us. Um, we have to understand we got to put it together completely. We got to take care of home court. They came out and punched us in the face twice. And we got to be ready for it. The series now comes back to Salt Lake City. Game five coming your way tomorrow night from right here at Vivint Arena. Uh, Tip-off will be a little after 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage from the plaza begins at 7. This update is brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. One uh, goes out to Emory on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs about water here on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. We're bands, I guess, right? 
drip drip goes the water? This is your your guys, uh, Gordon Chumbawamba. Oh. This would be uh, the worst song to hear if you had to pee, right? I'm actually saving it for another day. You're always so mean when it comes to that. I'm never confessing that I have to pee ever again because then Austin just starts with the water sound it's effects. It's so funny. Just to torture me. It's fun. Have you ever slept near uh, running water? I have. Did it get you? No. <laughs> what do you mean get you? Did it uh, get you so that you had to, uh, you know, no. visit, visit the restroom? No, it did not. Okay. Not that I remember anyway, I guess. Certainly didn't wake up with a wet sleeping bag next to that babbling brook. That's never happened. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. What running water were you thinking of? I was thinking of camping. As was I. Yeah, where were you going? No, I mean, I, I was at, just I, turning on the faucet and no, going to bed? No, <laughs> I, I was at a beach house once. Oh. And the waves were crashing all night long. And, and that's not and, running water. No, but it's water sound. But not running water. Um, yeah, see the water running water makes a trickle sound. Waves, if you're having those sounds in the bathroom, you might want to see somebody. Well, well, I just noticed that uh, it was kind of a, a watery sound. That's all. Were you just trying to to drop a brag about sleeping by the ocean, which I, I don't think <laughs> no, you're No, I was alone trying to avoid that. this. That's why I said <laughs> running water in the first place. In fact, you know that I vacation uh, at the beach every single year. You're asking me if I, I have slept by running water? Which, by, by the by, way, by isn't... water isn't... of any kind is what I meant. Hmm. Well, I pictured camping. I sleep next to a humidifier from time to time. How's that go for you? Swell. But it doesn't make me want to pee. Uh, you know, uh, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Have you ever been in a really humid region where you needed a dehumidifier? I have. Gordon's Fun Facts. Fun Facts with Gordon. That is a very strange thing to brag about. Well, he just talked about a humidifier, and I was thinking about an experience I had with a dehumidifier. Tell us about it. Where were you? No. The jungles no, of uh, no. the Amazon? Or? No, I think we're done. I think we're done with that. Yeah, you don't deserve to hear that story now. Just the way you said, I have. It was very, take that, Jake. <laughs> Your move. Bet you've never been no. anywhere humid. See, I don't. I don't. Uh, Bet you've not view... traveled enough to experience humidity. <laughs> no, I don't view life as a competition. I don't know. What you you kind of do though. No, that's the whole I'm... one up thing. No, it's not. That's not one upping. See, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm just sharing. I'm not competing with anything. You kind of are. Though. I am not. Yeah. I couldn't care less. You kind of are. Though. I am not. I don't care. Uh, Gordon, uh, switching gears. So this is what I was going to bring up, at least briefly in this You're segment. Grinding a little uh, bit. You, uh, you uh, have been critical over. Uh, mm, let's see, sports parents. I have in the past. Mm -hmm. What is your thoughts on sports siblings? And even further, at an NBA game, when those siblings are big and mean-looking and from Eastern Europe. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this from the the Nuggets uh, Suns closeout game when uh, Booker and mm -hmm. Jokic were getting into it that mm -hmm. uh, 
Booker's brothers were getting a little loose in the crowd. Oh, like, were they? like kind of a, a little hold me backish uh, in the crowd. And if you've got to look at them, uh, they, it, let me just put it this way. If I were security and uh, came over the radio, like, go take care of the, you know, go do something about those two guys, I'd be like, I quit. <laughs> 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 Wrong number. <laughs> you don't pay me nearly enough to do that. These are Booker's brothers? No, 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 no. Jokic's brothers. Oh, Jokic's Is Booker brother. from Eastern Europe? No, I didn't know what you were talking about. That's why, I, yeah, that uh, that was, what's the deal, by the way, in that series with fights breaking out? Let me see that in the stands. Didn't you show me a video? Oh yeah. Well, that was the the single greatest moment in uh, what uh, in the stands fight history. Why so? Well, one because the 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 guy who didn't throw the first punch won, which I'm always rooting for the guy who doesn't throw the first punch, right? He the, was the acting self defense guy. Yeah, yeah. He, the, he he was pretty brutal. Uh, Once he got engaged, he he uh, was not letting and up. The other guy deserved it for the most well, part. Who uh, deserves a beatdown like that? The guy who throws the first punch in the stands <laughs> deserves a beatdown like that. And the fact that he was able able to punch the guy's buddy while still holding on to the guy and then hit him with a sons in four blast as they're skulking away uh, in shame out the tunnel. It was pretty amazing. If people have not seen this fight, uh, Suns fan, two Nuggets fans kind of john back and forth. The Nuggets fan uh, punches down a row, and then the Suns fan grabs that Nuggets fan by a a, a necklace. Like, don't, if you're going to get in a fight in the stands, don't wear uh, a a chain. Tuck your jewelry. And then the Suns fan hit him with what, five, six uppercuts right in the face? Oh, it was bad. Then yelled at his buddy, punched his buddy, said, Suns in four. Hit the guy with the chain one more time and then let him go. I I just don't I don't understand a fight at a basketball game. What I mean, alcohol must have been involved, right? I don't know. I always get frustrated when people just blame it on alcohol because it's it's a, an easy way for people to um, uh, disregard accountability. Does that make any sense? I'm not. Like, I, like I there hold are, them accountable still. I just think it's but, idiotic. But there are plenty of fans in the stands that night that were having a few beers and managed to not punch the guy sitting next to him. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it lessens the standard, right? Like, oh, I'm sure alcohol was involved. Well, probably, but that doesn't mean that you can stop being a good citizen <laughs> just because you had a couple of beers. Yeah. So uh, I always... I, I certainly, that's my point. Uh, I don't care whether you inebriated or not, uh, just don't be hitting people. I mean, I, I don't care what's going on. There's no reason to punch somebody. Unless. What? What do you mean, what? Unless what? Have you ever punched anybody, by the way? Wait, wait, wait hold on. I can't believe Gordon doesn't know what unless, unless. we're going what, to. Unless, unless they punch you first? No, you? no. What then? Unless you're playing one particular sport, and then it's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm talking about fans. Unless you're playing hockey, uh, then, then please fans. knock the other guy's block off. No, no, no. No, it would be fair game no. to just fist fight until the cows come home. As usual, you're twisting this thing into a knot. You're the one who said, I don't I don't get fights. I mean, why do, why do people punch each other? I'm talking about other? fans in the stands. And hockey is the only sport other than boxing or MMA where I I think uh, there are times when uh, the policing needs to get done. 
with a good fist fight. See, I don't want a fist fight just for a fist fight. That's not my thing. And I'm not one of those people that stand up and cheer whenever there's a fight. But when someone has, is whacking you upside the head with a stick, uh, you've got to find a measure that will prevent that. How often does that occur? Oh, yeah. there's high sticking all the time. Whacking them upside well, the head? Maybe that's an exaggeration. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, the one time that happened, ever, the guy went to jail. Know, have you been hit with a hockey stick? Of course. It's not it's Slashing. Yeah. Have you been punched in the face? I have. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, but a hockey stick is like a weapon, and you need you need that to be corrected. And a, a bare fist is what exactly. anatomy? It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's justice uh, on the ice. <laughs> See, these are my my friends' law and order here. <laughs> Jeez, I can tell you never played hockey. You just you either get it or you don't. So. I hope that doesn't sound too condescending. <laughs> but you've got to, you've got to, you've got to disincentivize guys with sticks. They uh, they'll hit you with them. They slash, high sticking stuff like that. You just can't tolerate that, and the refs can't see it all. What about uh, football? Why don't they allow fist fighting in that sport? Because there's no sticks. There's a helmet. Yeah, but like I said, no one's assaulting anybody with a stick. But the helmet. That's not happening in hockey either. It does happen on occasion. It doesn't. And and I I think if if an NFL player uses the crown of his helmet, I don't think there should be a flag anymore. (laughs) I think the two players should be able to fist fight it out. That should be the rule. Don't throw a a 15-yard penalty. Stand them up. Surround them in a circle, fight, and fight, let them fist fight, fight, fight it out. Fight, fight, fight. When when Miles Garrett uh, took off his helmet and uh, who who he uh, slammed uh, Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph with it, they should have said, "Oh, whoa, hell, <laughs> we're gonna fist fight this out, fellas." <laughs> Ratings might go up. I think the XFL tried some of that actually, <laughs> right there in the middle of the game. Box and, off. And the loser of the fist fight is the one who gets penalized, by the way. <laughs> He's already getting penalized. See? Two minutes for losing a fight. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Penalty box on Ridiculous. the side of the field. <laughs> They'll make him sit in the cage. Long and short, though, if Nikola Jokic's uh, brothers want to be, you know, that <laughs> that fan, I'm going to let him. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to do. Did you see the security guards in front of them? Uh, no. Uh, someone's grandma was one of them, <laughs> yeah. and someone's uh, elderly uncle was the other, and he was just very, very pleadingly shaking his head back and yeah. forth. Please, please stop. Please. I'm looking at I'm looking at those two dudes, and I'm saying, Devin Booker's right there. You have at it. <laughs> okay, so what exactly? Let me, uh, let me move this what chair. What exactly for happened? You. Explain it to our listeners. Oh, Booker and Jokic were getting into yeah. a little to-do on the floor, uh-huh. and his brothers were just that. very vocally angry and even kind of— And they're very they, muscular. They never ran <laughs> down to the floor per se, but it looked like that might be something that they were considering. Does that make any sense? <laughs> like they were sitting in the fifth row, but his head was above the second <laughs> row. Right. <laughs> well, if, if, if this was his brothers? Yes. Did they get all the muscles in the family? Because Jokic didn't get them. Wow, that's a rude. Rude. You're taking a shot at Jokic. Well, it's only the best player in the league. 
<laughs> have you have you looked at and, him? And you're fat shaming him, kind of. No, right I'm not now. fat shaming him. I'm just saying he's not overly muscular. He's muscular. He's just not toned. He's got the muscles. Okay. He just doesn't carve them with steroids like his brothers do. <laughs> Okay. Now I want uh, Gordon to write a mean column about Nikola Jokic just so he can meet these two fellas. <laughs> In a dark alley. <laughs> just to have them show up at the front door one of these days. What are like, their names? What are their know. names? I don't know. Uh, Why from the looks of it, it was a Boris and Gulov. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How is that relevant at all? I just want to be able to salute them when I meet them. They'll find you. They will find you. <laughs> How you doing, Boris? <laughs> Coming up next, we have a market update. What's going on at 4, Bowler at 5, Bob Casper at 4.30. We're very busy. Jazz availability as well. It's don't, the big show. Don't punch anybody unless they hit you with a hockey stick. That's Nine, all. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Have you ever been in a really humid region where you needed a dehumidifier? I have. Fires an off-balance three. He hit it. He hit it. He hit it. We ready for war. Joe Ingles! We came for the title, killing the game, get on the ride. This series is all tied up at two. Oh, Donovan Mitchell! Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in game five. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at seven with tip-off at eight on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise, fire, Splash! 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys. Jake here from my friends at Peach Building Products. And Cindy and the crew of Peach Building Products are absolutely the best. They've been Utah's premier window and door retailer, combining beauty and technology on windows and doors since 1993. They do custom work. They do it extraordinarily well. Whether you're trying to bring your windows uh, up to be the most energy efficient as possible, maybe you've got a unique size door, you need a custom door. Maybe you want to go with one of those indoor-outdoor spaces that are so popular right now. They have those window doors, which are just beautiful, and they can make sure that uh, you are well satisfied. In fact, they're a turnkey window and door company from sales to installation. They're going to sell you your windows or doors, and they're going to install them with their crews correctly. No subcontractors, no ghosting, no funny business. And they want to bring, uh, they want to back it up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. Now, listen, you can give them a call. Uh, they always answer the phone, by the way, for uh, for clients uh, as well. They're all about customer service. 801-556-1255. Give them a call. Find out what they're all about. You can also go online, peachbuildingproducts.com. They've got a beautiful website, uh, uh, over 500, or excuse me, 255-star Google reviews, peachbuildingproducts.com. And, or stop, do what I did. I went right into the showroom, incredible showroom, 2940 South, 300 West. It's Peach Building Products at Peach Building products.com this is utah jazz playoff basketball on the zone sports network the los angeles clipper team that steve Ballmer dreamed of when he signed Kawhi leonard and paul george arrived for game four of the nba semifinals blowing out the utah jazz of the final 118 104 so the series is tied and do the jazz have an answer we find out on wednesday night at eight o'clock right here on the zone sports network when the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes. 
Joe Gordon, Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. Now, anybody can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com. How did the markets do today, Gordon? Not very well, Jake. Uh, the Dow was off uh, 94 points. Madness. The NASDAQ was off 101. Disgusting. And the S&P was uh, down uh, almost nine points. Ew, that's kind of gross. So, not a good day. Not a not a terrific day. No, nothing catastrophic, but not good. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll stick with uh, not catastrophic for now. How about? Uh, <laughs> Are we trying to how about that? look at the bright side today? Uh, coming up, we will get uh, more into jazz basketball. Uh, we've got uh, what's going on coming up right around the corner. Um, in fact, we'll get DJ and PK's uh, thoughts on the jazz. PK apparently still believes. And uh, Bowler filled in for Hans today, and apparently Scott, Scotty told Bowler a dog story. <coughs> Isn't Scotty notoriously not a fan of dogs? You nailed did, it. Did he do something bad to a dog? Why does your mind automatically go there? Because, uh, you know. I don't think Scotty's out there torturing dogs. It wasn't a story about something he did to dogs. Oh. It was actually a, it was a story about a heroic dog. Oh. But it had a Scotty dog tail twist. Kind of, that, that kind of thing. Okay. All right, stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Scotty wants you to, but. Jeez, Gordon <laughs> goes automatically to. Bad News Virginia. Yeah, good well, heavens. What? I, I, Bad all News I did... Kennels? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking of, was that, was that, was that a shot at Ron Mexico, your guy? That was a Michael Vick uh, joke. You brought it up. You did bring it up. Oh. Did Scotty do something he shouldn't to a dog, you say? <laughs> well, that's because you, you. Uh, did Scotty commit a felony? You framed it like he was a dog hater, so I've. Uh, <laughs> I said he told a dog story. I have a question, by the way. You know, I said we're going to look on the bright side. You know, what does it say if you like the the, the shadowy side better than the bright side? You know, because people generally look pretty good in a shadow. They don't always look that good in a bright uh, in a bright side. Is this is this some sort of analogy, or are you talking about <laughs> photography, or what? What are we getting Fear into here? Here's the path to the dark side. Are you, are you Never saying, mind. What, what does it say when you're a that make you... when a, you're a glass half empty kind of guy? No, no, no. I'm, Here's I'm... the path to the dark side. <laughs> I'm always optimistic. You know that. <laughs> no, I don't know that actually. I am. You're almost never optimistic. I, I am. I am optimistic. Well, when it's called for. <laughs> what was the last thing you were optimistic about? Uh, today, when I walked outside, and I love the 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 the, the heat. That's not optimism. That's... Yeah, it is. It's like, hey, I like this. I didn't go. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. Yeah. But isn't optimism like positive thoughts about something that's going to happen? It's not appreciating the heat. That's not optimism. No. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's it's, sort of. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. All it's right. not. It's not pessimism either. It's not pessimism, I guess. All right. But when was the time you looked at a, a specific scenario and thought, you know what, this is going to work out great? Um, um, <laughs> well, not last night, that's for sure. <laughs> um, there has to be something. Oh, 
when I was making lunch for myself. I said, this is going to taste good. Wait, I automatically don't believe that. I, I did. Don't, I don't believe you were making lunch for yourself. Yes, I had a ham and cheese sandwich. And you're the guy who, who says that sandwiches automatically taste better when made by somebody else. Well, yeah, but this one did taste good. I thought it was going to taste good. And it, it did taste good. It seemed like you'd go into it with a pessimistic attitude. No. Like, oh, I've got to make my own sandwich. No. It's not going to taste no. as good. No, I didn't at all. I thought, this is good bread. This is good cheese. This is good smoked turkey. It's going to taste scrumptious. And it did. can't believe I have to make my own sandwich today. I'm not going to taste as good because sandwiches always taste better when somebody else makes them. Well, they, I've talked to a lot of people about that, and I, a lot of people agree with me. That sandwiches do taste. Are better. they all? Do they all have that opinion because it's just a convenient way to not make your own lunch? <laughs> no, because that's what no, I we're think talking, about. No, you. we're talking about real taste. Because you make the you make it an art form. The whole well, I'm not even going to try because I just screw. No, it no, up. I do it all the time. I make my own sandwich for lunch, but but there are times when often when somebody else makes a sandwich and boy, it tastes good. That's all. I'm talking about the taste. I'm not talking about being lazy or looking for the easy way out. At least I'd fold that laundry. I just I didn't make a mess out of it, and I just you know I'm just I'm not, I'm going to let you do it. Look, I've told you this, and Lisa has backed me up on it that she enjoys doing laundry. Did you think she was lying when she told you that? At least I'd plant that flower bed, but I just do it all wrong. You just end up having it. You'd end up hating it. So why don't you just go ahead and do it? Well, actually, what he said that day was, "You look better doing it than I do." Did I say that really? Uh-huh. I would think I was joking. I, must I do the. You day. don't think she looks better than you? She did look good. <laughs> didn't? Yeah. I do the dishes, Lisa, but I just put them away all I, wrong, I, I and you didn't end up. You didn't I do the it dishes all anyway. the time. I do the dishes all the time. Putting, Knock it off. Putting your dishes into the dishwasher does not count as I, doing the I dishes. Put, I put everyone's dishes in the dishwasher. I went and go over and clear the table and put them in the dishwasher. And then when the cycle is over? Uh, well, that usually, usually I put them in the dishwasher and then they stay in the dishwasher until somebody turns it on at night. And? <laughs> and then it's done in the morning. And? And? It magically moves into the cabinet. <laughs> What's going on? Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Sun.